It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome to another edition of the IDP Corner. My name is Justin Varnes, and you can follow me on Twitter at DownWithIDP. I'm one of two fantasy IDP analysts over at FantasyPoints.com, and with me always is my partner in crime, Mr. Thomas Simons. How are you doing tonight, Thomas? I'm a little bit tired, Justin. How about you? I mean, I, I, I've done three baseball games, kick returner and kicker and IDP projections and all these other things and injury updates and all that stuff in the last 72 hours. <laughs> I mean, people don't need to sleep during football season. You should know sleep? this by now. What's sleep? Uh, so, um, before either you or I nod off from not getting enough sleep, let's. Uh, we're fairly caffeinated. We're going to try and burn through this. So, one of the things that's different about this week than than in weeks uh, um, going forward and last week is that we're actually recording this before the Thursday night football game. So, we actually get to talk a little Thursday night football as well, uh, which will be sprinkled uh, throughout our our. Um, our discussions. The main thing we're going to hit is we're going to just pick some things that we saw from week one in terms of roles, uh, production, how players look now that we've actually seen some live football. We're going to do that for the first few weeks, talk about kind of what what we have just saw and how it might affect the entire season. And then as we go on throughout the year, we'll start dialing into more specific weekly matchups. But right now we're trying to think more long-term season projections uh, and, and things that we had to quickly change once we actually got to see some actual live football. Uh, Thomas, you want to get us uh, kicked off? Yeah, I want to I want to revert back to the Thursday night game that we talked about in our last podcast. Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out that we didn't point out last uh, podcast was that Drew Tranquil took just 13 of the Chiefs' 70 defensive snaps. Now, we warned you uh, about his downward fantasy value, and the proof is in the pudding in week one. So, the, in, in fact, uh, linebacker Leo Chanel took 28 snaps as compared to uh, Nick Bolton's 67 and Willie Gay's uh, 47. Now, on Detroit's defense, linebacker Derek Barnes started out, uh, started, but he only took 27 of the Lions' 65 defensive snaps. Linebacker Malcolm Rodriguez took uh, just 14 snaps, and rookie linebacker Jack Campbell uh, took 25. And this is all compared to um, starter Alex Anzalone's uh, 61 snaps. So that's just something to bear in mind with these linebackers on those two teams. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on in uh, Arizona. Uh, we got a, uh, a a cornerback that came over from Philly in uh, Kayvon Wallace. He came over from Philly, uh, obviously, with Jonathan Grenard as his uh, D.C., um, and uh, he had a, a solid game. He posted seven tackles, three of which were solo. But the important thing is, is that his his alignment actually looked uh, much closer to what a strong safety would do. They've actually, at least for last week, they moved Jalen Thompson into the slot. Uh, and it was Kayvon Wallace who played, uh, he, he played 70% of the time, uh, and he split his snaps. He had 21 snaps in the box or near the defensive line, 15 snaps in the slot and 14 snaps at strong safety. So, uh, you can get him in cornerback required leagues. That's a big one that might immediately help you. <laughs> 
last week you you brought up the fact that Terrell Bernard um, would be starting at middle linebacker over uh, Tyrell Dotson uh, on the Bills. Well, Bernard and fellow linebacker Matt Milano both took all 54 defensive snaps in week one. Now, Bernard led the team with 11 total tackles. He had four solos and seven assists, while uh, Milano f- finished with eight total tackles. He had three solos, five assists, but he added a tackle for a loss, a QB hit, plus a pick and a PD. Meanwhile, Dotson did not take a single defensive snap. Um. Speak. I want to keep talking about the uh, the Bills. Uh, another interesting maneuver here is that for the last couple of years, it's been Taron Johnson who's been locked in as an every down slot corner in this defense. They they played a very strict defense that was just basically a nickel defense almost 100% of the time. But Johnson played 69% of the snaps in in his first action for the Bills this week, uh, showing a little bit of a shift for Sean McDermott's defense. Um, This is something we kind of want to watch carefully. Remember that they had signed Taylor Rapp, and it was Taylor Rapp and Johnson who split those nickel snaps. Now it was obviously Johnson who had a lot more of them, but we now can't rely on Johnson as an every-down cornerback in that coveted nickel corner or nickel and slot role. Uh, uh, also, Jordan Poyer played nine slot snaps. That's not really a big deal. Safeties will work into that from time to time. But Johnson's usage going from 100% in the slot and 100% playing time down to 69% with other people kind of in the mix should lower your expectations on what you can get from Johnson. We also want to footnote as being staying on the bills there that Christian uh, Benford started at cornerback opposite Tredavious White, not Dane Jackson. So that's another footnote we want to uh, point out. Um, I'm, I'm going to move over to Pittsburgh. Uh, Quan Alexander, a journeyman um, linebacker, did not start in week one, but he took more snaps, which was 69% over starter Landon Roberts, who only took 43%. Now, Take note, this was a blowout win for the, the 49ers as they, they ran the ball, thirty I believe, 34 times as compared to just 29 pass attempts. Now, that could be the main reason why Alexander saw more snaps, as he, uh, but he did match Roberts in total tackles in a team lead. They tied both of them. Uh, had eight total tackles. Now, Alexander finished with a seven solos, one assist, whereas Roberts had six solos, two assists, and two tackles for a loss. I I wouldn't count on Alexander being a primary starter or a big-time fantasy producer, but they definitely have confidence in using him, especially against the run. So we... Uh, we're very concerned about Jeremy Chin heading into this season after watching yes, we his were. preseason snaps. He was used mainly as as a as a as a dime or a nickel defender because they have uh, two every down safeties in Xavier Woods and uh, Vaughn Bell. Well, when they actually played, we did see a little bit of of that enough to be concerned about Chin. But once we actually got to look at how they used him, at least at least within the first week, we did see a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Xavier Woods played most of the game, but but he did play. Uh, he did. He only played eighty one percent of the snaps. Chin played seventy three percent of the snaps, so he was not an every down defender. But he did play a major role in 
uh, around the ball. He was he played a lot of box and D line snaps. Very rarely did, did he go uh, to to the back of the uh, back of the defense. So on seventy three percent of the snaps, he still had seven tackles. Uh, Woods had two tackles. Bell had three. Um, so. Chin is still heavily involved. We're just, I think what you're going to see is a lot more variance from week to week. If Chin is essentially playing, I'm going to call it like the the third linebacker or the, I guess really the second linebacker role. Um, think of him like that, where he's going to come off the field in certain packages, but he still should have a decent tackle base, but we're unlikely to see nine, 12, nine to 12 tackles, which, which you could actually get from a solid box safety from time to time. It's good to know that that light's not a train. Um, (laughs) The Packers rookie defensive end Lucas Van Ness did not start in week one. Yet he took 47% of the 74 defensive snaps, and he added 11 special team snaps to an impressive first NFL game. Um, Van Ness posted two solos. Uh, He had his first career sack. He had a tackle for a loss and a QB hit. Not bad for playing, you know, just half the defensive snaps in your first NFL outing. Man, we actually have seen some really good uh, rookie play uh, to begin the season. Jalen Carter had a dominant game. Now, granted, he was playing against backups, but uh, Jalen Carter certainly uh, announced his presence with authority there for, for the for the Eagles. Um, I want to talk about another uh, edge rusher here in Green Bay, and uh, uh, you know we've all known that Rashawn Gary is coming back from a pretty gruesome injury, and he was a stud for them when he was healthy. So what all is going to happen with Gary? How are they going to work him back in? How does he look after his injury? Well, what we saw was incredibly impressive. This guy posted, he, he just played 12 pass rushing snaps and he, he generated five pressures as a ridiculous ratio. So they are still easing him in and rightly so, but, uh, to me, I, you might want to consider easing him into your lineups because once he's, you know, hitting like almost like you said, playing half the snaps like someone like Lucas Van Ness is, we're going to see some some heavy production from him. So um, if if you if he's on your waiver wire, put him on your bench and watch those snap counts. We'll keep you posted. Um, uh, but if you have him and and you're waiting to use him, you might want to be on the earlier side of that uh, because I think I, he's clearly ready and playing at an elite level, which is what he was doing before he got injured. And let's footnote that even though he didn't do much in the stat box or the score box, excuse me, the box score, you know, he only showed up with a PD. The fact is because of the, he had that, those pressures and he is getting involved slowly. This is like you just said, this is their opportunity to get on board with him and put him on your bench and then get ready for when he starts to really produce. Uh, I'm going to go back to Carolina and talk about Derek Brown, who had an outstanding opening day performance. He led the Panthers with eight total tackles. He added a sack for 13 yards. He had two tackles for a loss, and he had a QB hit. Now, he faces a Saints offensive line this week on Monday Night Football that gave up four sacks to the Titans last week. So Brown could be in in, in store for a fairly decent game against the uh, Saints. I want to talk a little bit about the Miami linebackers. Uh, Jerome Baker, uh, he looked 
he didn't look very comfortable out there for his, for his first game. Remember, they have a new defensive coordinator, uh, Vic Fangio. They've got a new defensive scheme. Baker's been playing in a similar scheme for the majority of his his Dolphins career. Uh, now, lots of people didn't look comfortable in Week One. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> including 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 some famous uh, quarterbacks. So. Uh, what I what I would caution him with is is hanging in there with Baker. He seemed to get better as the game went on. What's really interesting is what's happening next to him. We expected David Long Jr. to be the main guy next to Baker. Now he did start, but after 17 snaps and 17 not good snaps, he was benched for Andrew Van Ginkle. Now Andrew Van Ginkle has been an edge rusher basically up to this point, but he did shift to inside linebacker and he played there for the majority of the rest of the game. So this week, watch Andrew Van Ginkle snaps, watch David Long snaps. There is a chance that, that, that you can use Andrew Van Ginkle in your edge position or your maybe even your DE position. If he ends up playing 70 to 80% of his snaps as an inside linebacker, now it's way too early to tell if that's going to stick, but if it does, there's major value there. You know, you, 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 talking about the linebackers on Miami and and somebody who's been coming who came into the season listed as a defensive end that has been uh, playing linebacker for the Dolphins and flying under the radar is uh, Jalen Phillips now if Phillips is a defensive end in your your uh, fantasy league then this is a solid pickup because Miami he took 73 of 81 defensive snaps in week one. Now, you had mentioned Baker. Baker took the bright side on Baker is that even though he had a down day or there was some, you know, rust there and cobwebs, Baker did take all the defensive snaps, all 81. Now, Phillips, in the meanwhile, he finished the day with 11 total tackles and he had six solos and five assists plus a, uh, one half sack for four and a half yards. Now, Phillips also added two QB hits as well. So if you're getting these numbers out of a, a linebacker at your defensive end position, that's studly. Absolutely. Um, we saw Zach Allen uh, play with the Cardinals last year. He kind of blossomed. Uh, and then, you know, it's contract year or whatever. So he, he now he's in Denver. And I just wanted to make a note that he actually had a pretty strong start to his career in Denver. Um, posted five tackles, two of which were solo, a tackle for loss. And maybe uh, one of the key things here is that he played 90%. So he is going to be an almost every down defensive lineman uh, in DT required, required leagues. If you can get him as one of your defensive interiors, I think he's a, he's a very sneaky pickup. He's a guy nobody's talking about. Now, don't replace, don't replace Max Crosby with him or anything. But <laughs> in, no, in no, deeper no, no, leagues no. and definitely in DT required leagues, my guess is Allen is probably on your waiver wire. And I think he's going to be in line for a really high tackle floor. Uh, opening day, Aloha Gilman had a better outing than stud safety Derwin James on the Chargers. Now, both players took all 67 defensive snaps, but it was Gilman who posted a team-leading 11 total tackles. He had nine solos, two assists. Now, James had just six total tackles. They were all solos, but James did add a tackle for a loss in two PDs while Gilman had no big plays. Finally, we're going to close out the uh, uh, this portion of the podcast. I want to mention what's going on with the linebackers in Washington. 
we saw, you know, we saw Cody Barton last year for the Seahawks. Uh, he filled in for an injured Jordan Brooks, had a, a, a pretty strong start, but then started fading fairly quickly. And they started pulling him off of uh, off the field at times. And then they obviously, you know, let him go uh, once they got Jordan Brooks back to begin the season. Well, Washington signed him and they immediately gave him the every down roll in the middle of the defense. So he wears the green dot, but he looked, you were talking about some, you want to talk about a linebacker who looked uncomfortable. <laughs> Cody Barton, he, he was graded in the thirties by PFF. I mean, and, and you didn't need PFF's graders to, to, to see with your own eyes, what was happening with Barton. He just, he was getting blocked out of, out of, out of too many plays blocked way downfield uh, for being on the field for the entire game. He only got four tackles. They eventually started picking on him. Uh, Jamin Davis played next to him, had six tackles uh, and uh Played, you know, played most of the game, but I think he played by 80, 85%. No, actually, I think it was 65% that 65%. Davis took. And I, I, to follow up on what you're talking about, Barton did take all 100% of the snaps, 62 snaps. Davis took uh, 40 snaps, whereas uh, David Mayo came in and he took some snaps as well. So – the weird thing is that the the commanders are using a two linebacker set with three safeties. They, normally, they would charge out uh, rookie Jartavius Martin, but as I mentioned in in the injury report, Martin is dealing with a concussion. So they had um, Butler was the safety that came off the bench, and he had fifty three percent of the snaps. So he had almost as many snaps as Davis. So if they're going to use these the safety three safety set. It's Davis that's suffering snap count wise and not Barton. And listen, if you have Cameron Curl, and if you've been listening to our podcast and you are a fantasypoints.com subscriber, we have to assume that you have Cameron Curl because we've been uh, pounding the table for him all yep. offseason. And he had a monster game in week one. Keeping Cody Barton out there on every single snap, you would think that uh, the coaching staff must have cam curl in their fantasy leagues because i think cam curl is likely to finish <laughs> he's probably going to get about a million tackles this year if they keep cody barton running out there every single snap so uh if you're a cam curl fan you're rooting for cody barton if you've got cody barton my guess is his days are numbered as an every down linebacker but we've seen stranger things uh speaking yeah. of stranger things what's what's going on with our injuries and our injured reserve <sighs> where do we start Oh, let's do injured reserve since there's only one that I know of at this point in time. Now, before I get into these, it's it's a reiteration that this is done Thursday morning, so we don't have the Thursday practice reports yet. So everything that we talk about here, you're going to get a lot of did not practices on Wednesday. So you have to monitor the Thursday and Friday, especially the Friday practice reports and make sure these players do or don't. That's going to be your telltale sign as to whether or not they play. Uh, Caden Stearns, safety for Denver, tore his patellar tendon in, in his knee and is done for the year. He was placed on IR. Now, uh, we're going to move over to just the injury news uh, and and uh, the injuries and news notes that are pertinent to fantasy football owners. Chandler Jones, defensive end for Las Vegas, continues to not practice for personal reasons, and, and that's something you have to pay attention to because he probably won't practice this week and he probably will not play this week which means that Tyree uh, Wilson the rookie defensive end 
could get some 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 more snaps this week and could be uh, on his way to being uh, uh, relevant for fantasy owners. Defensive end L.J. Collier on Arizona injured his biceps and did not practice Wednesday. The Chiefs needed a defensive tackle in the middle to help plug up the run against the Lions, and without Chris Jones, it showed. Well, they signed Chris Jones, and he's he pr- practiced on a limited basis on Wednesday and likely plays this week. Defensive tackle Kalijah Kansi on Tampa Bay, the rookie came into opening uh, day with an injured calf. Well, he re-injured the calf and did not practice Wednesday. Defensive tackle Cameron Hayward, he injured his groin in week one and is undergoing surgery. He's out at least two months, so Hayward is going to miss two weeks. And the footnote here is that rookie um, defensive lineman uh, Keno Benton is most likely going to be the one who steps in and fills in uh, opposite Larry Ogunjobi for the Steelers' defensive line. Linebacker Troy uh, Anderson on Atlanta uh, is in concussion protocol. He took all but one snap in week one, so it's kind of weird that he's now he must have suffered effects of this on Sunday night, and so they put him in concussion protocol. He didn't practice Wednesday. Also in concussion protocol is linebacker Quay Walker from Green Bay. He did not practice on Wednesday. Justin Hollins is the one that stepped in for him, so if he doesn't play this week, Hollins would be the one that will step in. Linebacker Joey Bosa on the Chargers injured his hamstring opening day, did not practice Wednesday. Linebacker Eric Kendricks also on the Chargers did not practice Wednesday. His was listed as a hamstring and not injury-related personal reasons, so he likely plays in week two. But keep an eye out on his his, uh, practice reports the rest of the week. Linebacker Drew uh, Dre Greenlaw on San Francisco injured his groin week one. He took 97% of the snaps, but he didn't practice Wednesday, so keep an eye on it. Cornerback J.C. Horn on Carolina suffered a hamstring injury week one. He's doubtful for Monday night football. He hasn't even practiced this week, and he's already doubtful. Cornerback Kyler Gordon on Chicago injured his hand opening day, took 45% of the snaps. He has yet to practice this week. Cornerback Carlton Davis on Tampa Bay injured his toe in week one. We're not sure if it's a turf toe injury or not, but he didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, On the Seahawks, the upside note for the Seahawks is cornerback Devin Witherspoon, who's been out with a a hamstring injury, practiced in full on Wednesday and and should play week two. Now, it'll probably be a limited basis, and it may be just nickel or dime packages, but getting him on the field is beneficial. And it's you had mentioned Jalen Carter having a really good opening day. Well, I bet you the Seahawks are probably second-guessing their their number five overall pick. But then again, they're probably very confident in Witherspoon and will roll with them. Uh, Jamal Adams on the Seahawks, uh, he came back to practice in a limited basis Wednesday. He's been dealing with that quad injury that he had last year. He's questionable for week two. Safety Marcus Williams on Baltimore tore his pectoral muscle and is out for a while. He may have possible surgery. Now, Brandon Stevens, they they moved him into the starting cornerback position, so they're, they're probably going to roll with Geno Stone in place of Williams. Uh, Trayvon Moore uh, injured his thumb, uh, Las Vegas safety. Uh, kept him on the sideline in Wednesday's practice. He's questionable. Safety Donovan Wilson on Dallas. He sat out week one with a calf injury, did not practice Wednesday. Safety Jalen Pet- uh, Petrie of, of Houston bruised his lung in opening day. 
Um, he did not practice Wednesday. Is most likely going to be a last minute call. It, it footnote that he spent the night in the hospital on Sunday for observations, and it, they were they let they released him on Monday. But MJ Stewart will probably be the next man up if he's not available for week two. Safety Jimmy Ward on Houston, he sat out week one with a hip injury and did not practice Wednesday. I mentioned um, safety Jartavius Martin, he sat out week one with a concussion and is in concussion protocol. Well, are you there, Justin, or did we lose you? I think we may have lost Justin, so... Oh, you wish. You wish it were that easy oh, to lose me. I, I, was I hope. I, <sighs> I tried. Sorry, sorry <laughs> to give everybody a see. Everybody thought I was gone, and that was the light of the end of their tunnel. But I am, in fact, the oncoming train. I just have to remember <laughs> to un. I was trying to be polite, and I muted myself, and then forgot. I was like, "Huh? He's not. He's not uh, responding to my amazing analysis that I'm throwing back at him." So. Uh, <laughs> That will wrap it up for us here at uh, FantasyPoints.com. Remember, you can follow myself and Thomas over at the FantasyPoints.com website where you can get our uh, projections and our analysis. Uh, and this podcast usually drops every Friday, uh, might hopefully drop uh, today before the, the Thursday night game. Uh, but uh, we want to wish everybody good luck. Remember that if you're a Fantasy Points premium subscriber, you can find us on Discord and we can help you with your IDP sit-start questions and answer questions like, what the hell happened to this guy he only got a half of a tackle and we'll have to explain that you know whatever happened to him uh wasn't his fault or maybe it was his fault and you should be uh dropping him as soon as possible these sorts of questions that aren't as obvious on when you're watching tv because they spend so much time talking about the offensive side of the ball that's what the discord channel is for at the fantasypoints.com website so make sure you sign up for that uh, and reach out to us when you need be uh we're going to get out of here thomas you want to take us out be well and be safe. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. Fantasy Points.